0: This is the Key to Authority Podcast, episode number 31.
1: Welcome to the Key to Authority Podcast, where it is all about helping you unlock the secrets of becoming the go-to expert in your industry. And here is your
0: host, Jenish Pandya. When it comes to thriving in business, you have to come back to basics. Quite often, business owners get so caught up in the day-to-day running of their business that they forget how to connect with their ideal client. They also get overwhelmed trying to identify who their ideal client is. And this can mean that when it comes to marketing, they completely miss the mark. Unless you know who you're trying to engage with to invest in your products or services, you won't have much of a business and things will be a real struggle. So in today's episode, we talk to Shannon Bush, the co-founder of Creative Possibility, a Perth-based small business coaching, consulting and training organization about her four-step process to identifying your ideal client. Having been in and around small businesses since childhood, Shannon's extensive and genuine expertise and business experience is something her clients value intensely. But before we get into what Shannon has to share, I'd like to thank today's sponsor, GetResponse. GetResponse is probably the world's most easiest email marketing and autoresponder service. They have a drag and drop editor along with other cool features to make life easy for even the non-tech savvy people. And the best part of their service is the 24-7 live chat support. It makes it a breeze to get answers to any queries you might have. If you don't have an autoresponder service or you're thinking of changing from your current one, then GetResponse is definitely worth a shot. Go to keytoauthority.com slash GetResponse to get your 30-day free trial. Now, here is Shannon Bush.
1: Hey Shannon, welcome to the Key to Authority podcast. Uh, we met at the out-of-the-box biz event that Fleur Allen organizes and after connecting we had a quick chat about what you do and how you do certain things in terms of business coaching and getting people achieve more in their businesses. So I really loved that conversation and I thought it would be great to have you on the podcast. So welcome to the show.
2: Great. Thanks, Janesh. It's great to be here. And uh, as uh, we've talked about, I love podcasting too, so I'm really excited to chat with you tonight.
1: Sweet. So Shannon, if you could share with our audience why you're doing what you're doing and how you're doing that.
2: Yeah, such a a good question, an important question and something I'm even going to alert to when we talk a bit more about the topic for tonight. But Um, I have been in and around small business since I was a child. Um, My parents had businesses and my grandmothers both were small business owners. So I guess when I think about something that's in my blood, but when I look now at what I'm doing as a coach and sort of consultant with small business owners with growing their businesses, their marketing and their business and self-growth, I think back to what it was like as as a child and really experiencing the ups and downs or the highs and lows and all the issues that can come with a with family having a small business. You know, I remember things like the struggles that were there and the stress that it caused and there was, a, I guess, a little bit in me that thought that it didn't have to maybe be as hard as it is. So, you know, I then went on a bit of a, a journey with lots of different parts of my career but always had an idea that I would start my own business. Um, in fact, the reality is I actually started my first business, if you like, in a, in a, um, in sort of a, a novice way when I was about eight years old, when I convinced one of my grandmas to put my artwork in her shop. <laughs> so <laughs> it goes, goes back a long way. But in terms of it being a grown up business, um, I founded or, uh, Creative Possibility, which is the business I lead now in 2009, um, while I was still working full time, having done additional study in business and coaching and marketing. Um, with the idea that I would ideally end up working with uh, small business owners specifically. so I really specialize in that area and really working with them into how to grow their businesses in a way that felt, genuine and confident and really got the results. So um, I said, you know, the why really starting with the, my my experiences as a child and I just love what I do.
1: That's really great. Then obviously taking the skills you learned when you were an eight-year-old to transitioning to now. <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely. And yeah, you know, I remember a funny um, little experience with that same grandmother when I was about that's a similar age. And um, it was a school holidays and she was getting me to Price the items. So she had a retail shop where they sold sort of gift items and things. And I was I had the old fashioned pricing gun, and I was putting the, the stamping the prices on the new stock that had to go out. And there was two columns on this piece of paper she gave me, and one was the what I then learnt was the wholesale price that she paid for something and one was the retail price. And I argued with her as to why people had to pay bigger amount. And she stood there and explained to me why your price and about profit. So even though I didn't really necessarily get the impact that may have further on in my life, it's a little um, story that's never left me. And only in the last few years have I realized that, You know, I'm doing that with people now, often with with, um, my business coaching.
1: (laughs) And I think that pricing is one of the key things people have to learn. Yeah. And along with quite a few other things.
2: Yes, there is a lot to learn.
1: I think one of the things that has been really big, like a theme kind of thing throughout the podcast and what every other person mentions is talking about the ideal client and finding. I follow like John Legumas in terms of podcasting and he talks about creating an avatar for your ideal listener. Then you have Dan Rouse talking about creating a avatar for your ideal reader for your blog and it's the same thing. You have to create an ideal client profile. So Shannon, what is the key to identifying your ideal client for your business?
2: And Jeanette, I've had a good think about this once we talked about the topic and I've what I've done is gonna give you a bit of an overview and then I've broken it into four key steps to hopefully make it easier for people to understand and to follow through to do this for themselves. But yeah, that real importance of identifying the ideal client or your avatar for your business is actually in taking it almost a step further and understanding how to connect with them also so that you know when it comes to your marketing, you want people to sort of get it, if you like, as a a phrase, and so that they're inspired and motivated to take action, to invest, so to pay you for what you have to offer, whether it's a product or service or a mix of those things. So the four steps are sort of going to cover that full picture, if you like. So finding your ideal client is essential to being able to really take your business beyond doing maybe okay, you're just getting by, to really thriving. Um, And i found it can be a challenge for a lot of people And certainly, people that I've worked with, or even just I've chatted to, maybe at networking events, like they sort of, sort of think they've got their ideal client, but they're still not really confident about it. And that can be even no matter how long someone's been in business, whether they're just a startup or even just thinking about maybe doing business, to having been in business a long time. But it's really one of those fundamental steps and a must-have if someone's really going to be able to market effectively. And let's face it, you're marketing your business or your product or your service is key if you actually want it to be something that is truly a business where you actually get paid for what you do. And this sort of identifying your ideal client is also one of those, the first steps that are is exists in my 12-month business growth and marketing program that I call Thriving Entrepreneur. So, I'll talk a little bit more about that as I go along as well if that's okay. Sure, no worries. (laughs) So, let's start with step one. So, you need to have absolute clarity on your core products or services. Um, So this could be as simple as someone even just writing a list of all of their products and services. Um, So it's just like blank, start with a blank page, write down everything, product and service that they can think of next to it, and then work out whether it is truly a product or a service. Now, some businesses are just product-based, as in they sell things, and some businesses are service-based, and some are mixed. So my business, for example, is predominantly a service-based business. But I also do have some products I sell. So I would talk about that as being a service-focused business with some products. So it's really clear to understand what it is that you have to offer. So that's the first step. Step number two is to understand the key problems that your product or service addresses. And it may be to the point of actually solving a problem or an issue or a challenge, if that's what the people out there and, you know our market, our customers and clients are actually looking for. So even if you haven't got the clarity on your ideal client, this step will help you to better understand the purpose of your business or your products and services. And I always suggest at this point that people think back to why they started their business. Um, so we talked a little bit about my why and my drivers earlier on, but it's, you know, your why is really it underpins everything and is your motivation for creating your business in the first place in most instances. So I even find that's um, true for people who've maybe bought an existing business or, um, as I often talk to people, they've sort of fallen into the role of a business owner. They're accidental business owners. Um, there's still a why. There's still something there that's driving what's going on. And it's the key reason that they want to be in business. And it's always linked to a, like a bigger purpose, if you like, and usually around making people's lives better or easier in some way. So, but it's really clear at this step, as I said, to understand the key problems challenges, issues, whatever word we want to use, that your product and or services actually address. Okay, step number three. At this point, it's important to understand the key benefits that your core product or services have to offer your ideal clients. Instead, we still don't need to necessarily know who the ideal client is at this point. It's about taking it from the understanding what your products and services are, that's step one. Step two is understanding the key problems that it solves or addresses And now we're understanding the key benefits. And there's something I really want to talk about here when it comes to benefits Um, because it's important that as a business owner, you understand what a benefit actually is. Many people get a little, I guess, off track at this point, and they find it easy to list what are really known as features of their products and services. And a feature is actually different to a benefit, but it's the benefit that helps to connect on an emotional level to your idea or your potential customer or a client and helps them to take action to pay you to make an investment for what you're offering them. So I'll talk about a little bit more and give some examples. So a feature is a distinguishing sort of fact or um, about your product or service. So for example, a feature of my coaching programs is that they're available in groups or privately one-on-one. But a benefit of that feature is that this offers my clients a range of different options and price points to ensure that they can get the help they need that also matches how they want to work with me and the money that they may have to invest to get that support that they want. Another example I can give is um, like something I worked on with a current client of mine just recently. So she's a bookkeeper and she has a number of staff in her team. And a feature of her business is that she has this team of bookkeepers and they ensure that at least two people are familiar with every client file. So that's the feature. The benefit is that when a client calls and has a question, they get that question answered quite promptly because someone familiar with their business and their books is able to provide that personal response and approach at the time or very, very quickly after if they happen to both, you know, unfortunately be busy at the time. So I guess the next layer of that is what I call the ultimate benefit and it's that that client has increased peace of mind and confidence knowing that more than one person in the business is across their file are unavailable when they have a question or need information. So that leads to an even deeper benefit, which means that that can save them time and potentially even save them money. Um, And to that, those sorts of things, saving time and saving money are really brilliant things for a busy business owner or any business owner really. It's what, what most of us want. So to identify your benefits, write a list of all the features that you have to offer with your products or services. Um, so as I said, it's the specifications of the product or service. So how it's delivered, the price point, payment options, they're all features. And then for every single feature that you can list, write a benefit. So think about the difference it makes in someone's life. You think about using words like peace of mind, builds confidence. It's, it's some, often got an emotional connection to it. It's about making things feel better. And once you've done that, you'll have a list of um, what I call ultimate benefit statements. And I always encourage people to have at least 10 of these for your business overall. And then if you like, you can drill down and try to create at least five for each product or service that you offer. That information is so, so important and becomes critical marketing material that you can then modify for your purpose and use over and over. So all those steps underpin the next one, which is the time, the, the fact that step number four is now time to get to know your ideal client in a really intimate way. So. This is about thinking about the clients that you have at the moment or the type of people you can imagine helping. So even if you're just starting out and you only have one or two, um, this is still something you can do at any time in your business journey. And it's also something that's good to consider going back to and just reviewing every now and again just to make sure you're on track. So think about the people that you love to work with, the ones that you you would describe are easy to work with, You know that they get the value you offer. They're grateful for what they're experiencing. So it's not just the the end result, but it's the whole experience of working with you or your product or service. And they don't hesitate to pay you well for what they receive. And they another thing to, to think about is that these ideal clients are the people that refer other people to you, which is always a good sign that you're on track. So these people will quite likely have a lot of the attributes of what we would say would make up your ideal client or customer avatar. So the thing to do is to make a list of everything about them that you know and that's important to get really detailed. So don't just focus on their issue or problem and how your products and service solves that. That's one key part of it. But this is a time to drill down to things like demographic information, so their age, how old they are, their level of education, their family structure, their education um, post, their initial education, So what type of schooling they had. Do they go to university, you know, their work, their work experience prior to their current job, their income, their hobbies, their interests. So you want to think even about where they spend their time. So, you know, do they go out for dinner? Do they go to the movies? Do they like to travel? You know, when it comes to that family structure, are they married, are they single? You know, are they divorced? All that sort of stuff. If they have children, are their kids, you know, what age are their children? Um, if they're school age, are they currently, there, you know, the primary focus, um or are they older people um, and they're retired and they have adult children and grandchildren? So you, you really want to get to feel like you know them, like you, you could almost imagine them standing next to you. That's how detailed you want to be. So that's why I talk about it as getting to know them intimately. And then you want to write out a profile and feel like you're describing a real person or people in that very detailed way, like, you know, as I said before, like you can imagine them actually standing next to you because you know them that well. And the best place to start doing that, as I said, is to think about the people you already know that you already are connecting with. And even if you don't have a business or you're in that very early stage and you don't have a lot of clients, you still probably have someone you can imagine or think about that would be the ideal person for you to work with or to support or for your product to work with. So how does that sound? Make sense?
1: Well, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense and, I was just, I'm like, I've made like two or three, oh, almost three pages of notes. Just oh, wow! <laughs> just listening to you because it's something that I've obviously heard about. Quite a lot of people have been talking, and I've kind of done it myself, but not really. Like, I haven't? It's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I'll do it later on. I'll do it later on. And this has gone through my head. I'm like, yep, uh, this is step by step proper instructions because i think most of the people when they talk they go straight in the profiles like answer this question and they go into that what kind of thing or how to do it but yep. they never go into that why which you have just gone and it's like wow <laughs>
2: yeah the the why part Jinesh, is is the thing that is so important in so many parts of, of business from understanding this sort of stuff with your ideal client to i find that clients i've worked with in the past that have you know, got a bit disheartened or things aren't going so well or they just want to throw everything in. They've had enough for whatever reason. I always come back to when we talk about the why. So it's about going back and, and remembering what got them started in the first place. What was that, that difference you wanted to make with your business and reconnecting people back to that as sort of, I like to sort of talk about it as it's like falling in love with your business again because you get all excited and motivated and, and all that sort of stuff. And quite often when we first start out, we actually know our ideal client. But as we go along and we learn more about how to be in business, how to grow our business, how to market it, you know, network, we get out there and we meet people and we start hearing all these other things, we can get a little bit confused. (laughs) And so we've got all this information we're trying to um, digest and we get really overwhelmed and then we suddenly get to the point where we're like, I don't know who my ideal client is. And yet if you go back to the beginning and back to your why, it was there all along.
1: That helps back to refocus and, as you said, that reconnect because yeah. it's that exciting part because I can feel that because I'm starting out in my sense of the podcast itself and the business, so that energy is there. And when I talk to some people, they're like, oh, I started the business for this and this, but now it's just getting too hectic. Yeah. Uh, I, I seriously can't imagine. I'm, that, I'm like, we're running short of time. <laughs> And with like with I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah. So what is an action for our listener could take uh, to implement this ideal client profile? Obviously, you've already stated the action step, but yes. something quick, something yep. they can do it right now. And Definitely.
2: Then. And I, you know, I've i got a, a, one that I, um, I love to do with my clients and it's I also love, love to mix up my coaching and consulting and training with some creative stuff. You know, my business is called Creative Possibility after all. And my professional background before launching Creative Possibility included a lot of training and I'm also a qualified art therapist and, and artist. So I bring in a lot of creative in terms of hands-on stuff into my work. So this is a, an action that is a bit creative. But what I love to do is to get my clients to create an actual ideal client or an ideal av- uh, client avatar collage. So I know I did this when I first started out in my business. Um, and I followed the steps that we talked about. And then what I did was I got some old magazines and a, you know, a big piece of paper and some glue and stuff. And I just started thinking about if this person was real, what would they look like? You know, what words would describe them? What phrases would they use? And I just went through and just got a whole lot of different things from magazines, and I just randomly stuck it on this big sheet of paper. Um, And what was the most powerful thing about it was I then stuck it up in my office and so many of my clients at the time would stop and look at it and it was like you could see the connection with the college. You could say things like, that looks like me, or I say that, or I do that, or that's my favorite word. And it was that confirmation, I just knew I was on track and had nailed my ideal client because um, there they were affirming that with every single comment that I actually had connected with them and, yes, they were the, the people in the room that that collage who represented. It's a really powerful thing and, I, as I said, I encourage people to stick it up in your workspace if it's appropriate to do that because you can get that confirmation and, and affirmation from people and that's a really good thing just to get and build your own confidence. Um, but I also find for people that are struggling to articulate and really find the words to describe their ideal client, that's a really great exercise to do because we're so, such visual people. So we can, when we can actually see what someone looks like, even in that, you know, a, an ideal client sort of image sense, it's really easy to find the words to describe them.
1: Uh-huh. That's a really great activity. And I hadn't thought of that way because no more years. you mentioned. People just say, write it down. Yeah. Oh, man that, but that's a really cool way to put your creative juices to work and i think i'm gonna give it a shot obviously Good. Good. and i'll probably take a picture put it up on instagram Dude, when i do it,
2: it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> done now they made a commitment i have put it as an accountable doll doll the boxes too again before because as i said we're running out of time but how do our listeners get in touch and before we started the call you mentioned that you had something special for them which you normally don't so if you could share that details with them,
2: definitely. Thank you. Um. So for anyone who wants to find out more about my coaching programs, or you know how they can get some help with um, any everything from their ideal client to marketing their own small business. As I said, I do have a twelve month business um, growth and marketing program called Thriving Entrepreneur. So the best thing for people to do is actually to head to my website, which is creativepossibility with a Y. dot com. dot au, and then to click on book a call. So you'll see that across the, the main menu or if you're on your, your phone or a tablet, you'll see that it is the, the main uh, at the end of the, the drop-down menu. So if you look for book a call, that will give you a chance to book a half-hour no-obligation call with me where we can chat more about your actual business, some of the challenges you may have. Um, I can share a, a couple of strategies with you, help you possibly uncover some hidden money in your business that I find that most people want to be able to do. Um, and just then from there, we can talk about coaching and other things that you may be looking for to get some help with your business. So that was going to creativepossibility.com.au and looking for that book a call link.
1: Cool. I'll put down that link uh, on the show notes. And obviously I'll encourage everyone who's listening that you go and book that call because Shannon doesn't do this often and she's opened that system just for us and for our listeners. So thanks a lot, Shannon, and really appreciate you sharing some in-depth knowledge about identifying your ideal client.
2: My pleasure Janice. thanks so much for having me on and uh, I look forward to talking to some small business owners in the coming weeks.
0: When you can identify your ideal client, you position yourself to promote yourself and your business in a powerful, engaging way that creates more high quality leads who turn into great clients who pay you well for the value they receive. Ultimately, your profits will increase and you'll have a genuinely thriving business and be a thriving entrepreneur and the authority in your industry. Today's action for you is to get a big piece of paper and some old magazines and create a collage to represent the avatar of an ideal client. This will help you visualize and reaffirm of the existence of that ideal client. Also, don't forget to book a 30-minute call with Shannon by visiting her website, creativepossibility.com.au. And to get all the details and links talked about in today's show, go to keytoauthority.com EP031 for the show notes. Till next time, keep working on your ideal client profile.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the Key to Authority podcast.
0: Don't forget to subscribe and share at www.keytoauthority.com. We'll see you next time.